Welcome to the Movie Podcast. My name is Anthony. I am one of your hosts. As always, alongside me, I got Daniel and Shay. How are you all doing today? We'll start off with Daniel. Daniel, how are you doing? <laughs> I am doing well. Thank you so much for asking me, Anthony. How about you? I'm doing well. We this is um, we're remote remote recording because we're currently in um, province wide lockdown, so we're using our remote uh, recording tools to do this but um yeah this is this is not the most uh i would say the most uh easy way to record i love recording with you guys when we're at your house but this will do i I think i think as we have we have such fun chemistry when we're together at least we could see each other now so show shout out to zencaster for hooking us up with their video beta because it's great being able to see you guys while doing this yeah um and, and it definitely helps bring that magic back so this is the first time we're using it um but yeah let's see how it goes so what about you shay how are you how you doing i'm doing great as well it's good to see you guys uh i like that there's really no latency so it seems pretty uh on the point and uh it's great to hear you guys too you know i'm just happy to be recording with my homies 100 percent, man always good to record with the homies Mm mm-hmm (laughs) as always you can catch a new episode of the movie podcast every monday across all your favorite podcast services if you want to be part of the show and give us your comments suggestions and corrections head over to at the movie podcast on instagram and twitter and write into the show uh the movie podcast is on a mission to hit 200 apple podcast reviews before september so please head over to our show page on apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review, just like these people did. So we're going we're gonna to go in rotation. I'm going to start with Modes says, love, 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 love. I'm going to add an extra love. This is my go-to <laughs> podcast for reviews on the most recent releases, but also great for discovering old movies I haven't seen before, but should check out. That, thank you, Modes, for providing and giving that review to us i'm going to hand it over to shay shay's going to read the next one sure so we got one here from era e one of my go-to podcasts my go-to podcast for anything entertainment related not only do i get to stay up to date but have a great time laughing along with these guys keep it coming very nice very nice that's all all that you wrote yeah (laughs) and daniel uh, we got Don Eboy here. He says, always a joy to listen to passionate, informative, and funny group of guys talking about what they love in life. So true. So, so true. Thank you, Don Eboy. Sounds like, uh, isn't that like an Irish? That's oh, Danny Boy. <laughs> yes, Danny Danny Boy. Oh, Danny Boy. That one. And we have our last review, Miglay. Miklay says, love the chemistry in this podcast. Such a great podcast to listen to on drives or when you're walking the dog or anywhere, really. The banter between the podcasters in each episode is top-notch, and I highly recommend this podcast to anyone who loves movies, even if you don't. It's a great way to stay informed about what's going on in the entertainment industry. That's very Thank kind. You. That's very, very kind. kind. Thank you, everybody here. And so in full disclosure, like we're we're working on hitting 200 podcast reviews, specifically like 
on the Canadian Apple Podcasts um, app just because uh, we're trying to get certified on Rotten Tomatoes. So if we get Rotten, if we get certified as Rotten Tomato critics, we'll be able to have our reviews posted on the Rotten Tomatoes site and hopefully get a, a bigger audience to join this lovely movie community that we have going on here and you know get some um, exposure and more exposure for our show. So we yeah. would really appreciate if you could help us out with that. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and as and of course, join our Discord. Check out our show notes for all those links and more. Now on to announcements. So we have some new reviews in our catalog. We have WandaVision, Promising Young Woman, Pieces of a Woman, Pixar's Soul, Wonder Woman 1984, News of the World, all available on the movie podcast feed. Uh, some of these movies just released uh, this week, this weekend, and WandaVision being one of those shows that we had access to, and we thank Disney for those uh, for those quick for the first three episodes to view them. Um, really, really promising show. Hopefully, we get more in the coming weeks. Um, and we're also going to Sundance Film Festival. I'm going to kick it off to Daniel about the Sundance and the Sundance Kid. Oh, shoot. Well, thank you, Anthony, for that. Yes, yeah, so we are going to the Sundance Film Festival, as you know. That's happening from January 28th to February 3rd. So there's going to be a lot of great movies that we're going to be having reviews coming on the movie podcast feed for. Next week, uh, the week before the show, we're going to be going into our Sundance Film Festival preview. So we'll go into everything that we're looking forward to, everything that we're going to be watching, and give you some more details on what the schedule is going to look like that week we're really excited um guys anything that you're most excited for right now for the sundance film festival uh me personally i'm looking forward to judas and the black messiah i mean that's a movie that i think i mentioned it a few times that it looks really really cool uh it's got a fantastic cast and the fact that we get to see it at uh, sundance it's got me hyped yeah, no, no. That, from that first trailer, it looks phenomenal. So, yeah. yeah, I'm really excited. How about you, Anthony? The same. I'm I'm looking forward to that film as well. There's also a, a Sesame Street documentary that I'm looking forward to. Um, just talking about like the world of Sesame Street and I guess how it came about. I'm looking forward to some of those docs, which uh, usually stand out during these uh, film festivals. Yeah, and there's sometimes a lot of surprises, like Judas and the Black Messiah was just added this week, so hopefully there'll be some more surprises of, of mm-hmm. films that we're looking forward to that we may talk about later in this episode. And today's episode, for those of you who are listening, the topic of the show, our most anticipated movies and shows of 2021, which is quite a bit of 2020's film releases that should have <laughs> happened but didn't. And now it's 2021. This, I consider the biggest year in film. Yeah. Because it's like two years smushed together. Yeah. <laughs> Let's head over to the news. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think her, so. I'm looking at her waveforms and they're in line. Yeah. I'm a little bit ahead. I can see. Like, truthfully, my computer's fans are running at, like, peak performance right now. Like, it's like a fucking <laughs> jet engine out here. But, uh, yeah, I think it uh, came out really well. Came okay. out okay? First order of business. Netflix, Net, Netflix's massive 2021 film state, Slade, will deliver new movies every week this year. This is coming from Matt Donnelly of Variety. So, you know, what I say... Better watch them because you paid for them. 
and you're going to get to watch <laughs> a new one every year, uh, every day, every week. Sorry. Uh, it sounded so in- intimidating, man. <laughs> like, you know what I would say? You better watch them or you're dead. Like, oh, Netflix. Netflix has made good on its high-profile promise to deliver new movies every week. Teased last October in national commercial spots, the streaming mon- monolith is guaranteeing its roughly 193 million subscribers unseen features every week in 2021, largely consisting of original productions as well as some splashy acquisitions. The slate has 71 titles across genres, from musicals to action, romantic comedies to family animation. Highlights include the mega-budgeted heist film Red Notice, starring Gal Gadot, uh, Dwayne Johnson, and Ryan Reynolds. The Western, The Harder They Fall, with Regina King, Idris Elba, and Lovecraft's country breakout Jonathan Majors. Adams, The Woman in the Window, and that's with um, Amy Adams. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, and Lin-Manuel Miranda's Tick, Tick, Boom. And The Impossible Starry, Don't Look Up, starring Jennifer Lawrence, Leonardo DiCaprio, Ariana Grande, Timothy Chalamet, Kid Cudi, and Meryl Streep. Which, when we looked at that that last movie, Don't Look Up, when we looked at that cast, it's stacked. Yeah. Yeah, it's super it's, stacked. It's crazy. It's a little ridiculous. But, how big um, I want to throw it to you guys. Yeah. I want to throw it to you guys. How, like, are you excited for Netflix's you know, every week new content available, even if it's good or bad? Does this kind of like allow you to have something to watch at least? Because I know in the past couple of months, we haven't really seen much. Um, I think with, with Daniel. Yeah, I think with this, this is great news for all of the content that Netflix has, obviously. And this is great news for Netflix because, you know, for so long, Netflix was seen, and I'm talking like years ago, Netflix was seen as a streaming service that just had everybody else's content. And now Netflix is like, you know what? Every week this year, it's all us. This is all our content that we're making. And it makes that monthly subscription to Netflix feel more feel more justified. Because you're like, look at all the new things they're giving me, plus all the other things I like. Um, and regardless of the movies or shows, if they land with us, they're still going to land with somebody. Even if they don't land with one of us, they're going to land with somebody and they're going to find an audience for that. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's great. I think it, it makes me excited to see what Netflix has in store for us this year. There's a lot of big movies. I think more than, more than any other years in the previously, there's like movies that are just like massive that these would be like blockbusters. And now we're starting to get these giant films on Netflix. So it's, um, it's inter- interesting to see, to, to see all of these. Um, whether or not they're watched by a lot of people is another thing because there's also that whole weird analytic data how Netflix gathers who's watched what. Like I, wa- I, I I'm looking at the article here from Matt Donnelly and he's like, uh, Extraction is the most watched original film by Netflix with 99 million people watching it, but that's also that only accounts for them watching at least two minutes of the film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting that like people like they're count those numbers based on just two minutes of the film being watched. Do you think where, a lot of, a lot of people like watch a movie for two minutes and dip? Yeah. 
Yeah, totally. I do that you, just, a lot. You, you, hear, you keep hearing, you know, Netflix and chill. I feel like a lot of people use Netflix as, <laughs> you know, that uh, platform where you just put something on in the background while you do other yep. things. And Oh, and if it is interesting, then you'll continue watching it. If not, you'll just probably zone out, zone out or be on your yeah. phone most of the time. Yeah. Do you guys know what the most watched film on Netflix is with over 70% of completion? I knew this answer, Irish. but I don't remember anymore. You think Irishman? The Irishman. <laughs> no, Irishman is not on this list. Irishman is on the, I think on the under two minutes category, but it's actually Bird Box. That's Bird a, Box was watched by over 80 million people and who finished it over 70%. So That was a big, that was a big film though when it came out. It was yeah. like a meme as yep. well. So, yeah. It's a big one. Not, not Six Underground? No. Not no Six one, Underground. No watched Six Underground. I watched it. I think Six Underground was a great film, man. Six, Six Underground is actually Fun. on that. Uh, Six Underground is the third watched, most watched film on Netflix with people watching only two minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> At least two minutes. Irishman is actually on the 70% uh, completion scale. It is. 40 million people watched at least 70% of that movie. Um, but yeah, it's an uh, interesting time how we collect that data. What about you, Shay? How do you feel about it? Yeah, I feel good. I mean, um, again, like you always say, Anthony, I've already paid for these movies. I'm pretty much an executive producer on them. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm happy to get stuff. My problem with a lot of Netflix content is um, not much of it stays memorable for me. Mm-hmm. There, there's not that many that I kind of go back to and like, oh, I'm going to watch this Netflix original again. And I'm really hoping that, you know, the slate that's coming out, what we're going to see, that might change. Um, I do think they make fantastic material, but it's it's just nothing that I, I go back to. I, I feel like when I've seen it once, I'm usually good to go from there. Now, one thing I didn't see on this list is the fourth season of Stranger Things. Is it fourth season at this point? Yeah, because they did, or yep, yeah, this fourth. is the fourth season happening. Yeah, I'm not too sure if they started filming that or if they even began production, but um, yeah, like that was that was something I was looking forward to, and that's a show that I will always go back to because it's so unique and it's the the chemistry and the cast and the performances and the storyline. It's all well well made, but hopefully we get to see a Stranger Things happen this year, or maybe they're hiding it. Yeah, I feel like Stranger Things is is really gearing up to be that uh, you know that Walking Dead series for Netflix, where it's like it's just watched by so many people. It's going to have spinoffs, most likely. It mm-hmm. will. They'll keep. They'll literally run into the ground if they have to, because they it will. will be so popular. They but will. yeah, I, I think I, I love Stranger Things. The third season, I think it needed a bit more refining, which we we mm. spoke about. Oh my god, like two years ago now. Oh um, but I, but it makes me so excited to see what comes next for it. So hopefully, um, th- th- we'll get news of that soon. But like, this is just movies. Like that's that's what's also crazy here. This is just movies. This isn't including original series or like documentaries or anything like that. This is just films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's move on to our second order of business. Tessa Thompson launches new production company with first look deal at HBO slash HBO Max. And this is coming from Peter White of Deadline. Tessa Tessa Thompson is moving into production in a major way with a new production company, a first look deal at HBO and HBO Max, an executive producing two big book adaptations, Who Fears Death and Secret Lives 
of church ladies. The Westworld star has launched Viva Mod with a two-year deal with Warner Media-owned cable network and streaming service. Ted Thompson said, I am beyond thrilled to officially launch my production company, Viva Mod, which has been a real passion project and labor of love over the last few years. I'm elated to begin this partnership and to begin entertaining and impactful television projects to my friends and collaborators at HBO and HBO Max. Together, we are committed to developing interesting and inclusive stories with, with inventive creators and to discover new voices and visionaries. So congratulations to Tessa Thompson and her new production company. This, is, this came out of left field because we didn't expect Tessa to have like to be doing this in the background and all of a sudden news broke out that she had her production company started and got first look deals with Warner Media which was fantastic so um congratulations how do you Shay how do you feel about Tessa and her her first look deals I mean I think it makes sense she she's really talented in what she does she's she's got a good eye she picks a lot of great roles to be in so I would hope that when it comes down to producing and looking at that she's probably picking some great projects it's also good to have HBO HBO Max pretty much as your uh, you know your first look cuz they're the ones that really pick good content and really push out good content so I'm uh, I'm I'm curious and I'm excited to see what what comes from it. I think it makes sense. I I don't know why, but I almost assumed oh maybe Creed three is gonna be, but no, that has nothing to do with her. But she's gonna <laughs> be in it at least. So I'm excited to see. And Daniel, yeah, I think same uh, same sentiment. I mean, it's it's great to see. I think you're seeing more and more actors doing these things now. And I think in the last couple of years, where we're seeing a lot more, um, not just diversity, but like. Like just what it should be on a film set, not just in front of the camera, but behind the camera. We're looking at inclusion on all fronts, and I think having these um, these megastars kind of having their own production companies that could really spearhead that initiative and make sure that these things are happening, not just things that studios say are going to happen, but having talent in charge of that. I think that's going to really lead those fronts and 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 push for inclusivity across the board on all stages of the production. And it's great. I mean, Tessa's great. She's been choosing great roles, like Shay says, and she pops up in so many movies. Like I think in the last few years, um, you know, she could do small indie films, which we're going to be watching one at Sundance of her. And then we're going to, she could do mega films like Thor Ragnarok and Avengers Endgame and Creed. I mean, like she, she's very malleable that way. So she could, she really lends herself to whatever film that she's working on. And it's going to be cool to see what kind of uh, production she comes up with. Mm-hmm. I like I like the fact that you know this is she's new like this is new to her in a sense this is her first um, production company so it it just when you look at it it basically gives you this new vision for what films will look like in the next uh, couple of years especially because this is an actor who knows the struggles of being an actor. And now we'll know the struggle, struggles of becoming a producer and maybe, you know, helping others who have that struggle evolve and have their own production companies and just motivate others to, to do the same thing. And hopefully they get their first look deals as well. Yeah, um, I know Michael B. Jordan is another one who's yeah. very much doing the same thing right now, too. It's like, you know, what? like I'm in a position of power right now and let me let me empower other people now. 
Now, if you were to rate HBO and HBO, well, specifically HBO Max's original content that has recently come out, what would you give that rating? I'll be honest, I haven't watched much HBO Max original content yet other than An American Pickle. I know the lockdown movie is out. Oh, Fresh Prince Reunion is another one, yeah. Um, um, what about the, yeah. the Action Park? Was that HBO Max as well? Was I think it was, yeah. yeah. Action Park, yeah. So, I mean, it's fine, but it's like when you have the word when you have that hbo in your name mm-hmm. you feel like you got to deliver so i think they're they're carrying a lot of their um name they're writing the coattails of hbo mm-hmm. where hbo max really isn't anything involved with hbo mm-hmm. it's just they're owned by the same company yeah right so it's i'm i'm curious to see how they go from here i mean we know like the snyder cut is going to be um an HBO Max original, right? So, not sure. It, it's it's interesting. It's it's very interesting. But again, they're they're new. They're new still. They're new. It's just hard to remove that name from them because every time you hear HBO, you think, oh, you know, HBO caliber content. Right. But the Max part, I it's been <laughs> it's been very poor since launching, and you know, their saving grace is this theater direct to hbo max theater hybrid which is um you know starting soon with a lot of content that are coming out in july and february and march but yeah like hopefully tesla can you know deliver some great content that we can start enjoying hbo max because right now it's just not there darren aronofsky sets next film the Whale at A24 with Brendan Fraser set to star. And this is coming from Justin Kroll of Deadline. This, I, just thinking about this movie, Aronofsky, a title called The Whale and A24 with Brendan Fraser. This is going to be some, some messed up stuff, I'm telling you. Oh, it is for sure. <laughs> A24 and Darren Aronofsky's uh, Protoza pictures are teaming for the first time on the upcoming film, The Whale with Brendan Fraser set to star and Aronofsky on board to direct. A24 will, will have worldwide rights. MacArthur-winning playwright Samuel D. Hunter will adapt the film based on his 2012 play of the same name. Adapting my play into a screenplay has been a real labor of love for me, said Hunter. The story is deeply personal, and I'm very thankful it will have the chance to reach a wider audience. I've been a fan of Darren's ever since I saw Requiem for a Dream, when I was a college freshman writing my first plays. I'm so grateful that he's beginning his singular talent, bringing his singular talent and vision to this film. Based on a glad award-winning play, The Whale follows Charlie, a 600-pound gay man who lifts his family, who left his family for his lover. When that partner dies, Charlie tries to reconnect with his 17-year-old daughter interesting plot i did this is the first time i read that this synopsis but man this is gonna be just just that plot a24 brendan frazier darren aronofsky this is gonna be some dark dark stuff shay how do you feel about aronofsky's new project you know if i'm gonna be honest with you and i feel like i'm gonna get a lot of hate for this I'm not big on Darren Aronofsky. 
Yeah. That's I all I got. No, I just I, I I think I think he's um I think he's a very good director, but none of his material like I watched Mother, um, Black Swan, Working for a Dream, they don't sit well with me. Maybe I just don't feel comfortable watching them or I don't get his vision. I appreciate that he's making movies out there and I appreciate that people really, really like them, but they're just not for me. Um, now seeing Brendan Fraser come back into the mix, seeing a two, four, I'm definitely more interested and I'll probably end up watching this. Um, but for, as of right now, I'm just waiting for this mind fuck of a trailer to come out and then just kind of look at it and go, Sounds good, A24, and then just watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm probably I'm probably there too. I mean, it's a very uh, interesting synopsis. I was excited for you to read it, Anthony, because I was just like, this is um, this this was this is one of those things that I saw making the rounds on Twitter, and I'm like, a 600 pound what? That's Lisa, a lot of weight. Yes. You just yeah, don't walk I, with that weight. And like, no, I'm just I, trying to picture the story and the character, but. Yeah, so I was just like, okay. I thought it was like just like film Twitter like messing with us. And I'm like, oh, this is actually this is what it's about. I'm like, okay, cool. Um yeah, I'm I'm not again, I'm not a huge Aronofsky fan. Like I've only seen The Swan and Requiem. Like I haven't really seen anything else that he's done. Oh, Noah from Noah, <laughs> rock, Noah from Rock People. <laughs> yeah, from um R- Russell Crowe, right? Yeah. Russell Crowe's Noah and uh Emma Watson and uh Jennifer Connolly. Connolly, yeah. Yeah, interesting movie. Um, but yeah, I'm not like a huge uh, fan of his. We, he's been popping up a lot like recently because he just he just did like ads for um, Andrew Yang, and uh, he's doing those Disney Plus shows as well too that he was the cinematographer for. Right, right, right. So um, maybe when he was on those journeys, he was thinking, you know what, Brendan Fraser, six hundred pounds comeback. He's due for so, let's add some weight to him. Let's talk about Brendan Fraser. How do you feel about Brendan Fraser and his uh, and starring in this movie? Because you know he he went away for a bit and then he started to come back with um, what was the Doom Patrol? Mm-hmm. Doom Patrol. Yep. And this is this is a huge like when you even though you know Darren Aronofsky is is a a known name in terms of directing. So when you put that name, and then you put Brendan Fraser, and then you put A24. It's a huge thing. So, how do you guys feel about Brendan Fraser being casted as the main actor? I'm all for his comeback. You know, like I really like yeah. Brendan Fraser, and you know, like the Mummy films are some of my favorite films growing up, and still to this day, I'll watch them and love the first two. Um, mm-hmm. So, I'm all for him coming back. I think he, I think he's really talented, and I think uh, Hollywood, you know, did him wrong. Shay. Same exactly here. Uh, big fan of Brendan Fraser. <laughs> did you say that with back. an accent, by the way? <laughs> I, I did. I did. I don't know. Oh, okay. Does he have an accent? He probably doesn't because he's Brendan Fraser. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I'm excited for man. I used to watch George of the Jungle a lot as a kid too. So, uh, yep. You know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always happy for a Brendan Fraser comeback. Mm-hmm. He seems like a great dude that just, you know, maybe had some bad luck in terms of casting, and then. You know, this hopefully will bring him back up to the top. Let's just put him in a Tarantino movie, you know, and he will be A-list again. Let's move on to some quick MCU news, and I'm going to go rapid fire on this. Uh, Kevin Feige confirms Deadpool 3 is an MCU movie, teases R rating, and when it's filming. This is from Adam Chitwood of Collider. 
Yes, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool sequel will be part of the MCU and rated R. It'll be begin shooting in 2022. Captain America eyes return to MCU as Chris Evans nears deal to repraise role in future Marvel project. Justin, this comes from Justin Kroll of Deadline. Sources tell Deadline that Chris Evans is clearing the dust off his Captain, Captain America shield which he can't really dust it because he gave it away. So he'd probably be dusting his his uh, his uniform because he didn't give that away. It's true. <laughs> as he expected, as he is expected to repraise his role in the MCU in some form. Chris Evans tweeted, "News to me." And now I just want to stop with that. How do you guys feel? Because <laughs> we heard this the last time with Tatiana Maslany saying, "Yeah, I'm not being, I'm not She-Hulk." That's news to me. It's like. Okay, but then eventually you became She-Hulk. Do you think? (laughs) I I think Chris Evans is going to come back in a form or another as Captain America. Sure. I mean, I I mean, here's the thing: he didn't die at the end of Endgame. Like his character is just old, so it's like he he's more than able to come back if if they want him to, or if they want to tell an Elseworld story, or if they need to use him in a prequel film. Like, I'm not against that. Like, I think Captain America's ending was awesome but i'm also always down to have more chris evans when if they need him in some capacity so i'm down for this if it's true jay yeah same same as same as daniel i mean i if you had you know told me cool this is the end of chris evans in the mcu and we can move on from there i i would have been right behind you and been like okay cool sounds good if you're telling me hey he may come back as captain america in this or this i'm like okay cool i'm kind of down for whatever i trust marvel i i have i know what they're doing uh or as in i know what they want to do in the sense of they want to make great films so i'm all here for it i just hope that you know and I, and I don't think this is the case here, but I don't think they're trying to just throw anything that sticks to the wall. I think they have a very purposeful vision of what they want to do next. So whether it's, uh, you know, Elseworld or we're looking at old, you know, prequel stuff, I'm here for it. Captain America, uh, sorry, uh, Chris Evans' Captain America is easily one of the, the best parts of the MCU. How would you feel if he's just captain america but old captain america just like he looks like joe biden he just sits on a bench and feeds geese or something with bread what if what if he's chris evans not captain america what if he's just chris evans from sailor and he's just trying to find kim basinger who's locked in a in a house Mm. what if what if what if with chris evans will we bring him to the future and then he takes over somebody's body instead so they put galgadot and then you had, you had, had to sneak. To you around. had to sneak in a Wonder Woman reference, didn't you? Oh, I did because I'm like, I'm so upset about that stuff. <laughs> uh, no, but, but I think, but but Captain America coming back would at least make sense. Yeah. And you know, and there's other projects like Secret Invasion that they have coming up. There's mm-hmm. a lot of shows that and shows and movies that Disney and Marvel has announced. I'm like, yeah, makes sense if Captain America shows up there mm-hmm. or he's in this involved in some capacity, right? So, right, that's dope. Yeah. What if he shows up as uh, as um uh a scroll uh, no oh my god i'm trying to think of his character from uh, johnny storm johnny yeah. storm <laughs> human torch back, Spider-Man? Yeah, what if he comes back as human torch it's true <laughs> true man why not because uh, jordan know, shows up too. John, john watts is directing it so he's like hey listen uh we're gonna confuse the fuck out of the marvel <laughs> audiences <laughs> 
<laughs> That'd it's be like great. Clone. Clone. It's, but I'm a clone, but you're a clone. You're me. I'm you. <laughs> I'm you, not me. I would, you know what? I, I think there'd be a cool, like, I don't know if they would ever do this or not that we need it, but I think there's a cool, like, Disney Plus, you know, six episode uh, series of him returning each stone back to its timeline. Like, that would be a cool, I think that could be a fun story to tell, you know, okay. where he has to kind of, because we see him do it at the end of Endgame, but we don't see him do it. We just see him kind of appear back. But, I mean, that would be a cool else like another kind of contained story to tell of him returning all those stones there was a really good like a couple of years back there was a really good storyline that involved captain america and kang the conqueror which now we know mm-hmm. is going to be an ant-man and jonathan major is going to play him and because he can like alter reality or not alter reality but he can like go back in time and future and stuff there's there was this really good story where captain america was taken from his current um future and brought into another future where he then became a father figure to a kid who he then lost. So it's, it's a, it was a really interesting Captain America story. Um, I forgot what volume it was like. I would, I want to say like four or five and it was uh, drawn by John Romita Jr. But it was really, really good. And it was twisted because you, you had this, you know, Kang was manipulate like playing with Captain America and he brought him to a p- part of a, a future that he couldn't get out. Because Captain America. All he has is strength. He doesn't have the right. smarts, and he has a, he's a tactician, and he can do all these. He has things. the agility, right? Yeah. He spent like years and years and years in this in this alternate universe, and he became like this father figure to this kid, um, and then he was taken away from him. Like Kang brought him back to the present, which was it was a unique story. So man, that just sounds sad, man. <laughs> Poor yeah. cat, man. He's gone through enough. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, last MCU news, Ethan Hawke to play villain opposite Os- Oscar Isaacs in Marvel. Let me read that again. Ethan Hawke <laughs> to play villain opposite Oscar Isaac in Marvel's Moon Knight. And this is coming from Boris Kitt from the THR. Making his comic book adaptation his superhero debut, Ethan Hawke has closed a deal to join Oscar Isaac in Moon Knight, Marvel Studios series for Disney+. Plus. Sources tell The Hollywood Reporter, Hawke will play the series lead villain. Which is great because I think Ethan Hawke is a great character actor and he's done like his he's elevated his performances performances in the past ten years. Uh he just got off uh, one of the one of his shows that he he recently did where he played a um an abolitionist back in the eighteen hundreds and he was uh really really good in that and you know he he's been touted as one of those guys who hasn't received an oscar for a very long time and it's time to do so so this is a great casting for marvel and disney how do you guys feel makes me excited about, yeah i mean like yeah it, it it's it's great to see that like when this when moon knight was announced i'm like oh man i hope it's not one of those like it's announced but it's years away um this is scheduled to start shooting in march so i could see it coming out next year and again i love oscar isaac i think he's one of the best actors of this generation that is working today and just to see him in a proper superhero movie not like uh x-men apocalypse and stick to have ethan hawk again a a a huge caliber actor like this these are really drawing these like marvel is really attracting a lot of just big names to their projects because i think people want to be part of it and shay how do you feel 
Yeah, same here. I mean, I'm I'm down for Ethan Hawke. I'm down for big names to be in your you know television series because that's what helps um, bridge the gap between you know TV and film. Usually, when you look at TV, you get you know actors that maybe aren't the biggest. But nowadays, we've been getting so many big name actors in TV shows, and TV has really skyrocketed as the forefront of of pretty much all media that. I'm glad that Marvel and Disney are keeping that tradition alive by making that that barrier between your movies that are shown in theaters and your shows on Disney Plus uh, pretty much just not discernible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you guys speculate what villain he would play? I know you know Moon Knight's villains are not very well known, but um, are you hoping for anything, or maybe you? I don't. I'll be honest. I. I. The character of Moon Knight. That's a. That's really a spot in comics that I don't have too much knowledge on. I just know his suit. I know like very basic things about him. Mm -hmm. Um, that he he kind of his powers come from like Egyptian gods and things like that. But, um, other than that, that he has like a dope white costume. Don't know much about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, neither do I. What about you, Anthony? I'm just going through his villain list, and they're very unique. Uh, I think one of the better ones would be. Uh, the Bushman, which is a mercenary character, which is kind of similar to who Moon Knight is, who was also mercenary before he became the the. I would say the he's not a hero really. He's like a anti-hero. He's he's an interesting character once you get to know his um, his background. But yeah, that would be cool. Then again, you know there are so many other villains out here that are you know good and bad. But we'll see what uh, Marvel has up their sleeve. Moving on to new dates, we have new dates for Tom and Jerry, which is coming out February 26th, if anyone is looking forward to that movie. Godzilla vs. Kong, March 26th. Mortal Kombat, which we recently got some, some visuals for, on April 16th. The Many Saints of Newark, which is coming out September 24th. Ed Morbius, which is coming October 8th. Now, before we move on to trailers, um, this week also uh, had a little bit of a sneak peek of some footage that wasn't released before from HBO Max's movie uh, releases this this year. Um, I want to talk specifically about Mortal Kombat because we did see some visuals of, I want to say, Sub-Zero. And then we had some pictures of Jax, Sonya Blade, uh, Liu Kang, and uh, who's the other dude with Liu Kang? Kung Lao? Raiden? Was it Raiden? Raiden, yeah. How do you guys feel with the Mortal Kombat? I don't know, know. man. I don't know what to expect. Honestly, like, it could be a, a fun movie. It could be the most hokey shit ever, but I mean... It's Mortal Kombat. It's it's gonna it's never gonna be like cool. You know what I mean? It was it's it's one of those, I think, franchises that's forever embedded in the nineties where mm-hmm. it's like, let's go over the top fighting, fighting like like this is what it is. This is the mortal like this is Mortal Kombat. You know, like this is always gonna be feel hokey. like that just that hokey nineties cheesy ultimate fighting kind of game and um I, I'm here for that. I'm here for the the cheesiness, but I also hope that this movie embraces what it is. I hope it doesn't try to make something so serious where you're just like, nah, it just comes off silly now. But who knows, man? Who knows what it's gonna what it's gonna come of it? 
Let's move on to our trailers. 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 So this week was full of trailers. We got quite a bit of uh, new um, viewing. So we, we're going to start off with, I'm going to go rapid fire and then we're going to go off um, uh, the ones that stood out the most. So we got a trailer for Bliss, To All the Boys, Always and Forever, Judas and the Black Messiah, Willie's Wonderland, Cherry, and that HBO Max sizzle reel that we were talking about a couple of seconds ago. So to you guys. Which trailer stood out the most? I'll start I mean, off with sh- Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, Judas and the Black Messiah, I think, again, is just that movie that from the first trailer we got last year just really stuck with me. And I think about it often. I'll go back and watch it often. Um, so I think that it's nice to actually get a, a proper trailer for Cherry now. But um We'll hopefully have a review of that soon. But yeah, I think Judas and the Black Messiah, that new look at it, just made me so much more excited. And the fact that we'll get to see it at Sundance is just awesome. Dope. And Shay, which, uh, which trailer stood out to you the most? Um, yeah, definitely Judas and the Black Messiah. I don't know if you guys watched the trailer for Bliss, but man, it's fucking weird. Like, I'm it's trying to such remember a, what Bliss It's the one with Sal- Salma Hayek and Owen Wilson. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. yes. It's, a, it's an Amazon Prime movie. It's coming out in February, and it just looks so weird. The trailer felt like it was six hours long. I felt like I was I just hated my life while watching it. So that doesn't look good to me. Um, the HBO Max sizzle reel was cool because, you know, we got to see um, Will Smith's, uh, was it King Richard, the one about him as, yep. uh, uh, oh, my God. What am I blanking on the tennis star's name? Serena Williams. That's it, Serena Williams. Yeah. Um, and it was cool to see that little, you know, five seconds of, of Mortal Kombat and, you know, Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong, even though we only saw like five seconds of it, it didn't look good. It gave me King of Monsters vibes. And that was a really bad movie, in my opinion. So I'm curious to see uh, what uh, what happens with that. But uh, yeah, I think it was definitely going to be uh, Judas and the Black Messiah that also really tickled my fancy. Now, I don't know if you like, so let's talk about a little bit about Cherry because it is, you know, one of our favorite directors first movie since um, Avengers. Avengers. So the yeah. Russo brothers are directing Cherry. Um, how did you feel about this, this trailer? Because when I watched it for the first time, you know, the fourth wall breaking, it felt like it almost felt like a Ferris Bueller meets uh, drugs, a jarhead type of like it. I don't know. I, I got vibes of Michael Bay for a second because there was like, you know, there's the quick cuts and stuff like that. How did you guys feel of this cherry film or trailer? Tra- cherry trailer. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Russo's, Russo's really wanted to make something that it hits close to home for them. I know they shot this in their hometown and at their, like literally in all of the spots that they used to hang hang out growing up. And um, I think they mentioned that they had like family members who were, you know, addicted to the opioids and were all part of that kind of opioid addiction era that, that was happening. Um, Yeah. I mean, uh, it's interesting that they, they wanted, uh, it looks like, I think they just wanted to do something that's literally the antithesis, antithesis, of Avengers Endgame, where it's just let's just make this drama about this this 
this one guy dealing with drugs instead of like doing their next giant action epic right so i I respect them for literally transitioning that hard on it but um we'll we'll see we'll see what happens when it actually comes out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what's coming out this week is our friend starring casey affleck jason jason siegel and dakota johnson i know we'll have a review coming up um i think when's our review for this uh movie uh i believe wednesday wednesday we're good to go to drop our review for that and uh yeah we'll we are save our reactions for then so look out on the movie podcast feed where you're listening to us right now uh this wednesday yeah and we'll also have um wandavision episode three for everyone else uh that haven't had to watch it or haven't had the opportunity to watch it that'll be also out and wandavision i'm guessing is still fridays just like all the other disney big disney plus shows uh let's move on to what we're watching let's start off with shabazz and we're going to work our way from the bottom to the top for this week's what we're watching let's just go we'll each say one thing we watch and go back and forth no shape no that'll take forever (laughs) uh so uh this week i watched moneyball uh it's a really really damn good movie i remember um i didn't watch it until recently i think maybe 2019 was my first time watching it um, and that's because Daniel wow. kept saying, you got to watch Moneyball, you piece of shit. And I was like, dude, I'll watch it. And uh, yeah, loved it. I thought, I, again, I, and now I showed it to my girlfriend. She loved it. Uh, we continued on with our um, Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe rewatch. So for her, it was her first time watching Civil War. And she absolutely loved it. I think she said that this is her favorite one right now. So that's pretty good. Um, I saw that they had a Yellowstone over to Amazon Prime. So I started that series. Really enjoying it so far. You know, written by Taylor Sheridan. So uh, and starring uh, Kevin Costner. Really enjoying it so far. Very, very cool. Gives me uh, succession vibes with the meets you know the cowboys of montana so <laughs> yeah really great, enjoying great it. show great really show. good show yeah uh obviously i watched wandavision uh, episodes one to three so that you know our review for that is up and i watched ex machina again this movie is one of those films that i end up going back to it maybe like once a year and every time i watch it i i just seem to love it a lot and it's got really good cast and it's very entertaining and i think it's like the perfect length as well then I watched Crazy Stupid Love and Our Friend, the one that we cannot talk about yet until next week. So stay tuned for that. Very cool. Very cool. What about you, Daniel? Um, one thing, I, I think you watched it too, Shay, uh, the Tiger Woods documentary. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't finished all of the first episode yet. Ah, uh, got you. So got that, you. that's why I didn't put it down yet, but I'm going to finish it and then I'm going to properly put it down. But I was halfway through episode one and really enjoying it. Yeah, so yeah, so I started the week off with Tiger. It's on uh, tonight when I'm recording this. So Sunday, part two comes out. So it's a two-part documentary series. What a great, great first look into the mind of Tiger Woods. I know, Anthony, you're watching it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just just the th- how his parents raised him, I think is what's what's been kind of lingering me and kind of like haunting me this week because, you know, like if you grew up with like love and you know, empathy and understanding. And then you have Tiger Woods parents who are just like, no, we are going to train you. Like you are a soldier. We're going to make your, make you believe that you are like the next coming of like Jesus. And you're going to unite the world. And all you could think about is Jesus with the golf, golf and everything, you know, Jesus with the golf ball, you know? 
Mm-hmm. Jesus, not Jesus with the football, Jesus with the golf ball. On the golf ball you know? this time. Uh, it's like, it's, it's crazy to see how his parents raised him. And, and I think something that Anthony and I were talking about before was when you, when you see Tiger Woods kind of get into that zone, it's like he's in a trance mm-hmm. and he was taught to do that by like his father's military friends growing up. Like he literally like hypnotizes himself to get into like this focus. And like, it's, it's scary to see. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, this, the first episode really painted him as like this next coming in golf and sports. Cause you know, growing up for us, like when you think of the major athletes at that time, it's like Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. You know, like those are like some of the big ones that come to mind, especially in the late nineties, early two thousands. Um, and now, uh, I think part two is going to really dive into like the downfall of Tiger mm-hmm. Woods. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that, uh, we'll see how that goes this, uh, tonight or when we watch this next episode. Um, I went back and watched the gentleman. This was one of my favorite films of 2020. It came out, I think exactly like a year ago this week. So I was just kind of wanted to go back into that, you know, that guy, Richie. Um, classic British humor and drama, like just it's a really fun film. So if you haven't watched it, I definitely recommend it. Um, it was fun watching Hugh Grant acting all silly in that film compared to how he acts in The Undoing. It's just wild to think that those that movie and show came out the same year because they are like totally opposite spectrums on the performance um, on the performance meter. Mm-hmm. Uh, continuing my watch of Your Honor, which is the Brian Cranston show, which is great. It's on Showtime. You could watch it on Crave here in Canada. Uh, I watched the first episode of History of Swear Words, which stars Nicolas Cage, and the first episode is all about fuck. That's the, that's the first word we get into, and it's fun to watch it. Uh, and then totally opposite of that, again, we said we watched the first three episodes of WandaVision, which I absolutely adore, which we have a review out now, which you can watch, and Our Friend, which our review will be out this week. Cool, did cool, you mention cool. Deadpool? Sorry? Did you mention Oh, did Deadpool? I skip Deadpool? I did yeah. watch Deadpool, yeah, sorry, because Deadpool 3 was kind of top of mind. I decided mm. to go back and watch the first film, so I did watch Deadpool. Thank you, Shay. No problem. Wicked. Um, ah, yes, uh, on to me. I've been watching Tiger, so fantastic documentary. It just like Daniel said, interesting uh, bringing up. Uh, I didn't know much about Tiger's how he brought how he was brought up, but mm-hmm. I've never seen a man be so focused and 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 driven to win. This guy won eleven or ten championships before he was thirty. Like he's, you know, we, we, we like to say, you know, these are the greatest athletes and Tiger Woods was a great, is a great athlete. He still is. Um, he did things that no one else did, just like Michael Jordan did things no one else did. And that's why they become these fan, like these amazing people. And they're, and you always want to know, like, how did they get to that point? And it's so, it's so sad because he, there is a huge family um, connection between Tiger and his mom and his father and how they co- correlated and how they really wanted more from his, from their son, but they also loved him. It's this weird thing that, you know, his father cried every time he talked about his son. Like I, yeah. when I, when I hear it, when I see that, that means like he really loved him and just to hear about what happened after and all the, yeah the dark and twisted things that 
you know, were part the, of his the life. The manipulation, you know, the like manipulation. It's just, yeah, it's but, sad. Uh, I encourage you guys to watch it if you haven't watched it. It's on Crave. HBO sports docs are fantastic. Uh, I watched the first three episodes of WandaVision. I decided to put on Man from Uncle. Um, just because Army Hammer was in the news, and I wanted oh, to know God, is that if, I could, if I could see any cannibalistic moments. Uh, <laughs> well, Should have just gone to McDonald's, man. <laughs> oh man, that just oh. you know, I, I was thinking about him. I'm like, man, I like Army Hammer, but you know, eating hearts is a is a whole another level of weirdness. But I'm gonna put on Man yeah. of Uncle. <laughs> yeah, just Google Army Hammer if you're trying to think about what's what's been going on because it's a little uh, strange. Yeah, there's a lot to digest. No pun yeah. intended. In the Army Ooh. Hammer news. So, and that led me to Mission Impossible because you know Henry um, Cavill was in both, and you know I wanted to see Henry Cavill play a villain in Mission Impossible Fallout. I put on fantastic film. Like it's 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 a reinvention of a blockbuster movie. Mm. I I can't believe we're getting the the next one this year, and mm-hmm. I, I may, supposedly I mean they're shooting it still, but Qu- it's supposed unquote. to come out in October. But it, it's cool that we're back in the Mission Impossible year. But again, yeah, we'll see if it happens. I know you sent a link. Uh, was it this week about Tom Cruise using robots to manage? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's the story I, I forgot to put in today. I keep I'm trying to envision like what a set looks like with Tom Cruise and his robots. And apparently the robots are there to enforce COVID <laughs> protocol. And I just I'm like, what does that look like? Are they, they all look like, like T-800s? Are they like those Boston dynamic robots but just no. with guns? No, he has literal oh T-800s just like lined up, just holding their giant guns and being like, where are you going? <laughs> Dude, your mask. we're worried about I, trump this guy has like an army of robots <laughs> i love how i love how we've gotten so advanced with our robots but their speaker systems still make them sound like this you know like yeah, no robot, how well, they are. that's actually not that's not anything wrong with them daniel that's their accent oh wow well, so, i apologize you, for my uh that's, that's ignorance to you uh, my ignorance. Yeah, that's how if, if i spoke robot that's how it would sound damn i would be pretty like blunt like I'd be like, where the fuck did you go? <laughs> I love where that the reminds me of Interstellar. With? Yeah, with Tars and Interstellar. Where he's like, oh, we gotta put down his humor or his uh, honesty humor levels level, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so good. Yeah, that robot was very human-esque. Whenever I, the moment you heard his voice, I'm like, that's just a guy in a box. <laughs> but because they that's were Marines, weird. right? Yeah, but still, like, they yeah. just sound, they sound like older dudes. <laughs> Just they sound yeah. like real people. They didn't sound robotic. That's also true. Let's move on to our topic of the show. Most anticipated 2021 films in 2021. Hopefully they are not pushed back. We're gonna talk about what we are looking forward to, what um I wanna say what we predict will happen in 2021 with these movies. Will we be watching them in theaters, or will it be a combination of both? We're going to dive through it all. Let's start off with, um, Shay, what are your 2021 most anticipated movie and television series? Uh, I definitely have a lot of, so I'm just going to start off with one random one just to kind of just to kick it off. And 
for me, everything that we're going to talk about is pretty much with an asterisk on it. So I'm looking forward to uh, No Time to Die. This is also <laughs> one of the movies that last year we actually had tickets for. Uh, people have seen the completed version of this movie yet. For some reason, we have not yet. So I'm looking forward have to it. Have people seen it? I mean, didn't they have a premiere for it? Yeah. I think they canceled the premiere, didn't they? I can't I remember, honestly. I feel like they had a oh, premiere, man. but you know what? Honestly, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one because, again, just like what I said last year, it's a Bond film. And, you know, this is probably Daniel Craig's last one. So let's see what happens. They're, they don't have much of a high bar to overcome. You know, Spectre was not a good movie. So anything that they can come out with hopefully is better than that. Yeah, it did not. The premiere was canceled last year for it. In February. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least but it's, the been, but it's been done. Movie. It's been done yeah. for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Do you think um, this movie will, will come out in a hybrid theater um, home release or do you think yeah. they'll just postpone it? And we know it'll uh, just be postponed because it is like we one know, of those uh, movies that are coming out in April. Right. We know MGM is also like they they were shopping it around. They were asking for like six hundred million dollars for this movie. Um, so I think they're open to the idea of it going to a streaming service, and I think it's going to have a hybrid release this year. I, I, I just think a lot of the films this year are going to have that because again, the vaccine I think for for the majority of people are still six to seven months away, if that. So I think it would be smart for them to do a hybrid strategy for this crazy to think we had tickets for this crazy it's crazy to think it's already been a year yeah like even crazier march is just around the corner it is and we're still here talking to each other through the computer screens you know (laughs) in our robotic voices yeah what about you daniel what are you looking forward to oh man i'm going to i'm going to say uh, Movie-wise, I'm really excited for the Beatles documentary, uh, Get Back. This is the Peter Jackson-directed documentary. Again, this was supposed to come out last year, but with COVID, they've been working on it. They released uh, like a four- or five-minute look at this on Disney+, Plus um, just before Christmas, and it looks phenomenal. I'm a huge Beatles fan. And to know that Peter Jackson is working on this, especially after he worked on they, they shall grow. not grow old yeah which is like the world war one documentary where he restored the footage and it looks phenomenal um i'm excited to see what he does with like the 80 something hours of footage they had of the beatles um and to see him restore it and to work on it to make it look like it's from today it's i think it's gonna be really good and again it says it's a theater release we'll see if it hits that but um i'm gonna say yeah i'm excited for this but i also think it's a hybrid home release and uh, theater release very cool very cool for me there's so many movies that are coming out that i'm looking forward to you got mission impossible 7 top gun dune uh candy man we're getting two major tom cruise films this year i just realized Mm -hmm. uh we also have uh ghostbusters which i thought was one of the best trailers last year uh, but for me, most anticipated film is the last movie, and I think that's coming out in the year, which is The Matrix 4. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Makes I sense. Don't know, I just, I have so much high hopes for this film because I'm a huge Matrix fan, and I hope they 
they do it well and they do it better than the last two that came out. I hope they go back to the film noir sci-fi flick that we all loved and mm. they bring another element to it. Uh, I know Lawrence Fishburne's not in it, which is interesting. Uh, see who, like, what Yaya plays in this role because he seems like a type of Fishburne character, but that's me just speculating. Keanu Reeves, you know, I saw him do an interview. His head was shaved, very similar to what we see when he's in the real world. So, you know, there will be sequences of the real world where I know a lot of audience members don't really enjoy that much, but maybe uh, we'll see a different element to it. Like, it's just, man, I hope they do a really good job with the, with the Matrix 4. I know no, we were talking right. about the name. You know, was it last week or last episode we were talking about the name for the Matrix Four, or maybe right. was it like a chat? Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, was it on? Was it? I think it was during the. It was remember. either before the show or during the show. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's my most anticipated film of 2021. There's so much. Like, it, I, it's hard to say. Okay, <laughs> Quiet Place and. <laughs> Kong and Black Widow and uh, what's what's the other Marvel movie? Tai Chi, Shang Chi, Shang Chi, Eternal, Spider Man Three. There's a like I think like in general I think Marvel this year with the amount of shows they have coming out and movies they have coming out, it's going to be really fun to watch because it's just so different mm-hmm. on all fronts. So like across the board with like we're obviously we we've spoken how much we love Wandavision so far and to see how that's going to go and then falcon and the winter soldier and then loki and then what if and then black widow eternals shang chi um hawkeye like there's so many things and to end the year off with spider-man which we're starting to get set photos now um it's going to be an insane year for marvel and venom this year and morbius and morbius another movie i'm looking forward to is the saints of newark because it is a soprano spinoff and it's stars you know, James Gandolfini's son, which is going to be playing him, but younger, which is yeah, a great homage. Like and he's not, he's not, he's not a terrible actor. He's not a terrible, he's not a, um, an actor who's just, yeah, I want to just play my dad. He's a well-rounded actor. So he looks like him. You can see a little bit of Gandolfini in his face. Um, and I'm looking forward yes, the to the eyes. The, the eyes, yes. Um, even the voice. But yes, yeah. it's the eyes. I'm looking forward to his performance. Um, in a new story in the soprano world anything mm-hmm. else guys that your uh even television series we haven't gotten into television series i i'm looking forward to a quiet place part two um you know i want to see uh john krasinski back in the directing chair i want to see more about this universe even though I'm, I'm more than content with how part one ended um, I still want to kind of go back and and see more of this world. I'm also really looking forward to Uncharted because, you know, I love the games. Um, Tom Holland's great. But again, casting Mark Wahlberg as Sully to me is so confusing that I'm curious. Like, I just want to be like, huh, yeah. what is this going to look like? So I'm excited to see that first trailer. And I think one of the last ones that I'm really looking forward to also is Space Jam. Big fan of the original, um, and I'm, I was I got so happy when I saw the like the two seconds that the sizzle reel had for HBO Max because uh, you kind of got a better idea as to how the character is going to look. So it's kind of it seems like it's more of a you know the the 3D CGI 
uh, Bugs Bunny and less of the, the 2D flat animated version. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think I think yeah that that quick snippet we saw in the HBO Max trailer with Space Jam, I'm like, oh my god, this movie's coming this year. Yeah. Um, and like to know like you know Bugs is voiced by a Canadian now, Eric uh, Eric Bauza. Um, that's dope to see see like oh like it's, it's it, like you know as Canadians we kind of take that like we kind of wear that pride with us. We're like oh that's cool, it's one of us like mm-hmm. hanging out with LeBron James, you know, as Bugs Bunny. Mm-hmm. Um. Another one, another film this year that again was supposed to come out last year, but it got a huge one year push um, is Halloween Kills. Uh, that's coming out in October. It was supposed to come out of October of last year. And of course, we know the sequel, Halloween Ends, will be next year. Um, I, I absolutely loved the, uh, I guess, soft reboots of the of the franchise in 2018 and mm-hmm. i'm really excited to see where they go with it and these films mm-hmm. have been shot already they're completed both of them they're just i guess just final finishing touches on them now but um i'm really excited to watch this movie and i'm hoping this is one that i could watch in a movie theater because that like f- especially horror films these are those are such fun films to watch with an audience and right. i think it would lend itself so well to watching this with an audience. So mm-hmm. we'll see if that happens or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another big film that is supposed to come out this year that got a big year push that we were just like, Oh my God, it got pushed a year. Fast and the furious nine Han is coming back. What is that going to look like? I don't know. Is it going to make sense? Probably not, but I enjoyed the ridiculousness of the fast, uh, fast and the furious series. Now, um, I, I am definitely in the camp that prefers the earlier films, uh, Fast Five being my favorite, but uh, I have a so- spot for the first film and Too Fast, Too Furious and all those as well. But um, I just want to see what this movie is and see why it's necessary, to be honest with you. But, you know, just give it to me. I just miss I just miss having the ridiculousness of, of some movies. So yeah. I, I miss it. I think Han is a clone. Because oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, it makes sense to make him a clone. If they're gonna what go if ahead. he's the robot? What if he's the robot Tom Cruise hired to be on the Mission Impossible set? He probably is. Probably is. Um, for TV series, anything stand out? Like for me, Lord of the Rings, because we recently got a synopsis of the Amazon Prime's Lord of the Rings storyline, which does not take place during you know the Peter Jackson type of storyline of Lord of the Rings. It takes place thousands year thousands of years before. So. Mm-hmm. It's going to talk about Sauron and maybe how he became who he became. Um, But it goes into that appendices of other stories that are part of that world, but it's still part of the modern, what do they call it? The modern age? Uh, Yeah. Age of men. Age of men. Middle Earth, yeah. Is this this supposed to come out this year? It says on, on, um, on the interwebs that... Um, yeah, Amazon, Lord of the Rings, Amazon. Buy Lord of the Rings on Amazon today. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's what um, it's saying for 2021. Uh, oh, I hope. That'd be dope. That'd be dope. There's also there's some interesting shows that I'm, I wasn't aware of. Like, uh, they're going to be doing an American crime story on the Clinton impeachment. Yeah, yeah that's been really good for a while. Yeah, so that looks really good. You that's also Clive have Owen playing... Uh, thing yeah clive olin i believe he's in it i don't know if he's playing clinton but i think he's like he would be playing clinton yeah and then uh i'm blanking on her name right now but from uh book smart and uh 
she's playing uh, Monica Lewinsky. Why am I blanking on her name right now? Jonah Hill's sister. Isn't it Jonah Hill's sister? Or is... This is really uh, Oh, my goodness. Fettelstein? B- B- yeah. Uh, yeah. I, what's her first name? Bian? Uh, oh, my God. Why can't I think of her name? This is awful. Trying to figure it. Let me look it up. Anyways, um, other movies that or other TV shows, you got uh, Clarice, which is... Oh, B.B. Feldstein. Yes. Oh, my God. That was going to bother me. Sorry. Go on, Anthony. Uh, Clarice. It's going to be coming out. Yeah. Which is Sean, a Sean, CBS Sean show. Canada. Looks really good. Dexter. Yeah. Cowboy Bebop on Netflix, which is for me, because I'm a huge Cowboy Bebop fan. Looking forward to that. There's a lot to watch. A lot to Dude, watch. Let me tell you right now. They started filming it yesterday. Ted Lasso season two, baby. Barbecue sauce. They give me that. I'm just so excited for I'm it. So excited for that show. Succession. Football is life. I don't know. Have you guys watched Succession? I know Shay, Not you yet, mentioned man. it. Not I, yet. I watched. I watched season one. Yeah. Yeah. So Succession should be coming out soon. Yeah, man. It's a huge year for film and television. I think at this point, delaying it even further is just going to. I don't know. Like. It seems like it makes sense to just release it, take the loss, and, and release it this year. I can't we know the infrastructure. We know the yeah. infrastructure is there now, right? So, all the major players have these the infrastructure to release these things. Whether or not they're going to, it's up to them. Um, you know, Disney has their their avenue. They have Premier Access if they want to use that. Mm-hmm. You know, Warner Brothers could do what they did with Wonder Woman and release their stuff on iTunes for us to rent. Mm-hmm. at least outside of the US because it's on HBO Max there. Um it's really like Paramount is the big outlier. Um Universal has I guess Peacock, but I I don't know if they'll really use Peacock. I don't know who is using Peacock. Um, true. But yeah, I mean like there's 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 options there, but again, I mean think preferably these studios all want to make that box office money, right? They yeah. want it to be like it was in 2019. So whether it is we're going to get there, I think the majority of what we speak about today, I'm excited to go back next year and look at everything we spoke about and be like, wow, we ended up watching everything or we got only half of it or we at least got to watch it at home. Because compared, because like our list from last year, if you go back and listen to that episode, most of these movies we spoke about are on the list. You know, yeah. like it, it's, it's crazy to think that like, damn, like we were talking about the King's Man last year, No Time to Die and Quiet Place and Black Widow and Spiral and Ghostbusters and Top Gun and Space Jam and like Candyman, you know, like there's all of these films on our list for last year and now they're on our list for this year still and they're still kind of question marks. So I feel like by 2022, it's going to be like Mad Max, you know? (laughs) Dude, don't predict these things anymore, man. We're going to just, we're going to be doing the podcast still. But yeah. we might be eating people because yeah. you know, oh, Army Hammer. Army Hammer. Are we, are we with Army Hammer? Hammer? We'll get Army Hammer on the show. It's either <laughs> we join Army Ham- Hammer's cannibalistic army or Tom Cruise's robotic army. Why does that sound like a Netflix original? Army Hammer's cannibalistic army coming to Netflix this July? Someone from Netflix is listening. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, this is a good idea. Let's write that uh, down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> it's down. Let's get it's like the to, end of, uh, it's, write the story. It's the end of the movie. This is the end with the, uh, oh my God, Danny McBride, where he's eating people. He's got Channing Tatum as his gimp. That's exactly <laughs> what's going to happen. Army Hammer's just walking around eating people. He's got Anthony as his gimp. 
Why yeah, am yeah. I the game? <laughs> you said you want to join him. I didn't yeah. say. I said like we have no choice. <laughs> yeah, but like, like we do have a choice. No, You're just saying, oh no, we have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. There's some weird. Oh, there are some God. weird movies coming out next year, though. Um, Snake Eyes, for example. Yeah, it's not the yeah. Nicolas Cage remake. It's not the Nicolas Cage remake. This is uh, in the GI Joe universe, starring Henry Golding from uh, Henry Golding, right? Situations. Weird, weird film. I mean, I don't know if anyone's asking for a you know a GI Joe movie again because I know the first two really didn't blow anyone out of the water. So, I mean, the first one was. It had Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. It had like Channing Tatum in it, Deanna and then Miller. the second, and then the second one was, I think, the beginning of when Dwayne Johnson was really starting to just be thrown into franchises. Yeah, I think that was the first time because literally Channing Tatum gets taken out in the first like twenty minutes of that movie. Yeah, and yeah. then it's like then it's Dwayne Johnson's movie now, and it's yeah. like I think from then on, like that happened to Fast and the Furious. That happened to, um so many other movies where they just kind of injected Dwayne Johnson into it to kind of take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jungle I, Cruise is another filming film coming out this year. And Batman. Fuck. We forgot about Batman. It's next year. Oh, no, March. I got, got pushed. Yeah. It was supposed to be October. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's March. Maybe it'll be pushed forward. Maybe. December 31st. No avatars this year, right? No. Not this year. Next year. No, it's, not, it's no longer the year of avatar. There was, no. there was, you, you guys sent out a, um, or one of you guys sent out a tweet or just a synopsis of Kate Winslet uh, oh, acting yeah. underwater in the, uh, in the Avatar sequel. She's like, mm-hmm. this was a, you know, a performance that I've never done before. And it was very unique in learning how to act underwater. Mm-hmm. Like, can they CG you? I don't get it. <laughs> it's going to be, um, yeah, that was me who sent that to our chat. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Honestly, I just can't wait to see the first trailer for Avatar because I'm assuming we're going to get a look at it this year. You know, they finished shooting the third film already, I think, right? Or the sec- the, the third film that's it's wrapped production. So I'm assuming there's going to be some type of trailer shown off this year. There has to be. There needs it's, to be at this point. It's a 50-50. You're either going to like it or you're going to hate it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. I like Avatar. I like the first Avatar. I, I enjoy it. I think, I think it's like a, a, such a technical marvel of a film and I love watching the behind the scenes of it. But like it's not a film that like the story I like the story doesn't linger with me, but I just love the that the spectacle of it, you know? Right. If that makes sense. And they start filming the Flash this year as well. Is it this year that they're per projecting to start filming the flash start filming yeah and then we know uh we know that ray fisher has officially like stepped away from the role now so Mm -hmm. what a mess that's such a mess yeah i don't even know who to trust anymore because usually in those situations um like warner brothers or any corporate entity would probably wash their hands and say you guys we're gonna let both of you go and we're gonna start over but Warner Brothers is very adamant and very behind Walter. They've Hamada. doubled down on Walter Hamada. They yeah. they keep defending him. So again, like until we know the full situation, it's just like you're just kind of just like okay, where where does that leave us now? And you know, right. it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because I like Ray Fisher. I liked him in the role, and it's. Uh, but again, his whole thing is like accountability first, right? So I I respect him saying, you know what, I'm stepping away. So yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Anything else before we wrap up the show, guys, that you want to mention that you're super excited about for 2021? Just to watch stuff, man. And I'm excited mm-hmm. to talk about it with you guys. Yeah. 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 Is Top Gun Maverick still scheduled for this for this year? It is. Top Gun Maverick and his That's robot. what I really, really want to watch in IMAX. Oh, yeah. That's like, I definitely oh, want to see the big screen. But it's crazy. That and Mission Impossible this year, just major yeah. Tom Cruise franchises that Cruise control. we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. As always, you're listening to The Movie Podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every single Monday across all your favorite podcast services. And if you want to be part of the show and give us your comments, suggestions, and corrections, you can now head over to at The Movie Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We're really trying to get that 200 uh, review mark so uh, we can become Rotten Tomatoes. You know, some of us are rotten already. (laughs) Yeah. That was it this time with the movie podcast. And we will see you next. (laughs) 